This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflective... I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflective. (laughs) And this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with With a a drinking problem. problem. So for any first-time listeners, this is a show where we talk about grammar and the way that we communicate today and the kind of language we use in writing and in speech. And we do all of that heavy talking. While heavy drinking. Yes, while we're heavily drinking. (laughs) Exactly. And so what are we heavily drinking tonight? All right. Tonight, we are actually having a little beer-wine combo. Me and Brian had a little bit of this Victory Brewing Company Anniversary XX Imperial Pilsner. So it's a big boy bottle. It's a 750 milliliter and it's 8%. A bold Pilsner that delivers rich earthiness and light citrus flavors. What did you think of it, Brian? I thought it was pretty damn good. I love Victory. I thought it was too. They they know how to make a Pilsner. They really do. Uh, I think disclaimer, Morgan... Uh, works for victory reps well victory. yeah reps but i think i've loved actually them before love them now would love them if they fired me i've been ripping victory in my personal life for years Cheers all right to that and i don't even this episode is sponsored by victory yeah hopefully JK. maybe one day <laughs> and <laughs> what shit wine are you holding over there i am <laughs> pretty sure it's just apple juice and we're fake buzzed <laughs> yeah it tastes a lot like apple juice brian promised me that he bought some greek wine because i love the isles yeah it turned out to be italian it's italian my bad uh he thought it was greek because it's it has italian a, apple juice because it has a blue it was in the label. greek section well we'll see yeah i think we're about to it's switch to the pinot grige that uh, linda brought yeah well speaking of victory actually let's hear it I went on a tour at Victory a few years ago when they thought that they were close to creating what they called the perfect pale ale. Mm. And they are very harsh on pale ales, apparently. And they think that, you know, there aren't a lot of good ones on the market. They had Summer Love Ale, which is a very popular and good pale ale, but they thought they were on something even better. And when I was on the tour, the tour guide, who was also a brewer, said, um, we're still trying to name it. What would you guys name something that was a long time quest mm. and your brewery is named Victory and you've been trying for years to achieve this and you think you did, what would you call it? And it was a very interesting, you know, challenge that he gave this tour group of people who didn't care at all, yeah. except maybe me. But people came up with a lot of Victory Quest. Yeah, like quest or um, I think someone said like mountaintop or like, you know, crazy things of like, what is the feeling that you get when you, uh, you know, achieve something? Now, what they actually ended up going with, spoiler alert, Headwaters. I was like, Headwaters is the perfect pale ale, no? (laughs) Yeah. So that is the perfect pale ale. And I love Headwaters and I love the name um, because it means a lot to them. But that's not the original challenge that he had presented with us. (laughs) 
have exciting news. What? Oh, listener question. Oh. How do feedback. we even have listeners right now? The world is full of grammar fans. Oh, God. So Alyssa in Indiana is so funny. And she listened to our first episode. And she sent me this picture. And it's a black and white picture of Mark Twain. And written atop his face, meme style. I love this. It says, Mark Twain didn't actually say half the shit the internet said he said. Attributed to Mark Twain. Which is a hilarious callback to episode number one where we ranted and raved about inaccurate and in and unattributed quotes, specifically meme style. I love it. Thank you so much for that submission. So Alyssa's super funny, and she also wants to know, what is the difference between a hyphen and a dash? She says, I thought a hyphen was for separating two words, but I don't know what a dash does help. How much time do we have? <laughs> we got all the time you need. Are we going right into dashes? The N and the M's in episode two. My heart is literally beating. Guys, a mile Alyssa doesn't know right now. She needs help. Look how funny she is. I'm so excited to lend some dash knowledge. I mean, for those that don't know, the whole impetus of this entire podcast was when Linda changed my entire world by explaining <laughs> what an N dash and an M dash was, and then my world got changed again. From uh, my friend Google, when I learned how to actually do the M dash, oh yeah, uh, keyboard shortcut, which most people don't Alt, know. Shift dash, yeah, right, one step I, at a time, Alt, guys. Alt, shift I know. command hyphen. Well, that's Mac whatever. specific, so uh, okay. So change my world, start, and it's going to change Alyssa's world. So let's. Can we start with what is a hyphen? A hyphen, you're right, is um, a punctuation mark that's used to group two words together. So. Um, now I have to think of an example. <laughs> What's a hyphenated a word? Like, um, you're making. like self-made. Is that, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. For some reason, I can only think of things that are I weird. know. I'm like literally looking at this bottle being like, give me the answer. Yeah. Okay. So if you have two independent words, but they are... But you need to group them together because together they describe a noun. So a self-made woman, mm-hmm. self-made National Women's Month or whatever. Yeah, international day, and it was yesterday. No, the whole month, Women's History Month. That's what it's called. Sorry, yeah, international every, women just get one day. Every day is Women's History Day or International Women's Day. Whatever. Okay, self self-made would get a hyphen and that is the smallest if you imagine the three possible dash you know types of punctuation it is the smallest one that's the hyphen and it goes in between two words it also there's no spaces the letter from f and m is connected with a hyphen yeah and there's no room in between that hyphen and those letters thank you yes um it can also be used to um put a prefix on a word um okay you know pre-colonial era okay god i'm such a dork um pre-colonial era like before uh between pre and colonial you'd have the hyphen there again no spaces and really the hyphen is meant to help with readability um help people along the main point in any 
form of communication is to help your reader mm-hmm. not trip over. Your reader should never have to go back and reread. Wait a second, what was that? And like, right. you know, so that's that's any punctuation. Um, also, I, I guess you could say like between times or whatever, but I won't get into that. I'll just I'll just do words. Okay. Um, the n dash, which is e n as in Nancy, the n dash is the middle of the three line type of punctuations okay. and the end dash so if we're imagining them as different lengths the hyphen is the tiny one the n is the medium yes and the m is the, the big guy extra large the m is the extra large and it is also my favorite can i see a quick question maybe yeah. i'm jumping ahead but no it's okay because this happened to me mm-hmm. now now that i know about the m dash but do you not use the end dash? I've never used the end dash. The end dash is pretty much the least used of okay. the three. What is it for? Well, it could be for um, setting something off. For instance, if you have a list of things and you're describing each thing. So if I'm listing things I love about Morgan in bullet form. Mm-hmm. Long list. Long list. But say the first one is smart. And then I want to describe how smart Morgan is. Okay. I could use a colon. I could use an end dash and then write my description. So it's just to set something off and it's, it would be okay. you know, helpful for that use. It could also be in the same instance as a hyphen. If two words are describing. Oh, no, if. This one's more complicated. I wish I, I really wish I had my AP style book. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I have a good one. Los Angeles inspired decor. Mm-hmm. Say Los Angeles because it's two words. That needs a hyphen, you think, right? Yeah. Um, well, between Los Angeles and inspired, you need a hyphen. But no, because Los Angeles is two words, you need an N dash to indicate wait a second, I'm not just connecting two words. I'm actually connecting three words. That term before is a longer word. I wouldn't worry about that for novices. That's not that big of a deal. Use the hyphen. The end dash is going to go away. The end dash is not like the friendliest of punctuation marks because it's it's rules are complicated. Let me introduce you. Can you (laughs) just tell us how to make that like using Microsoft Word? Right. Which I feel so, like is probably the most common. Yeah. So if you're in Microsoft Word and you're typing, typing, and you write a word, do space, do the hyphen, space again, and once you start typing again, I'm sorry, once you start typing again, it just turns into an It makes N your dash. hyphen a little bit longer, makes hyphen which a makes bit it longer. an N dash. Okay. It does. Perfect. Let's get on to the big boy, the M. But if you're on a Mac, for our Mac friends, it's alt Hyphen. Alt hyphen. Yep. I don't know if it automatically does it. Um, and I guess it's a different topic that you might touch on afterwards, but space between or no space. And that's. So an N dash gets no space in the um, example that I just provided. When you're using it as a hyphen, but just elongating it to indicate that there's a little bit more here than, than just a hyphen. It doesn't get a space. Generally, let's just say that that's the case. Okay, same with hyphens, right? Obviously. Same with hyphens. Okay. The M dash, game changer. 
The M dash is one of the most versatile pieces of punctuation that there is. And it's powerful, but not too powerful. Mm. It's, it can mean so much. So an M dash, which is E and M as in Mary. Yeah. So this is like, just so you realize what we're saying, these are two different words. So it's actually EM space dash is what we're talking about. If you were to Google that you would get lots of results about what we're talking about. Yes. An impassioned please for the M dash, the way mm-hmm. the way that I've written them. Yeah, that's pretty much all that comes up on Google. If you <laughs> Google M dash, it's just impassioned please. Yes. So the M dash can really just set off a phrase in your sentence. It can just really punctuate something you're trying to say. Um, if I say... Uh, I'm hanging out with Morgan to Morgan and Brian tonight. M dash. I'm going to have some fun. Like, this okay, is, okay. yeah, that's like just a, you know. So is it like a funner semicolon? Oh, yeah. It's like the party <laughs> of semicolons. Okay. All right. Party I'm, in the semicolon. I mean, that I'm it can be one it. of its like uses. Like a semicolon mm-hmm. is like. Semicolons like like stuffy and like wearing a suit and like and people are very intimidated by semicolons and an M dash is like relax have a drink yes okay now that's what I imagine the M dash says to the semicolon also (laughs) the fact that most people don't know about it I feel that I get away with it a lot even if I potentially am using it incorrectly yeah because people are like oh I don't even know how to what that thing is and I so it's smart it's Mm. a soup's long dash hyphen so it's called M actually because it's the length of an M oh yes and the N dash could it conversely be called a W dash it could that's just crazy well I I like your the way you're thinking though (laughs) thank you innovation how how do you make a W dash Uh, you make a W dash by well on Microsoft Word you make it by doing the same thing I said Mm -hmm. you are typing no space your last word, there's no space between your last word. So I'm hanging out with Morgan and Brian. No space. No space. Hyphen, hyphen. No space. Keep typing. And then once you do a space after your next word, it turns into an M dash. With no spaces Sorcery. in between, right? All right. Now, here's what I'm going to say. That is a style issue. So what it turns in, so when it con- turns into an M dash, there's still no spaces separating there's the still words. Still no spaces. How you do it on a Mac? Just so uh, we can shift alt hyphen, and I don't. I mean, I write them in email, so it doesn't automatically do it. Mm-hmm. But can I just tell you hmm. that when I discovered that, yeah, I didn't know it existed, shift and I'm hyphen. wondering okay. if some of the allure is that it's like the secret club. It's like skulls and bones. Yeah, for you don't know how to punctuation. Do it. So do now you, I know how to do. It. I'm like I'm in this weird club all, of massive yeah. nerds. Do you sometimes go back and put spaces in because or no? In my, I don't really like how that looks. I, like how I looks agree either. with you, Morgan. And in my personal life, and so far in my professional life, I don't do spaces around the M dash. However, um, a lot of online outlets have moved to that. Okay. Um, I think it's a style issue. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't like the dashes in between. I just think there's then you're just dedicating so much space to this mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. They already stand out. An M dash stands mm-hmm. out in a paragraph. So um <laughs> you don't need the extra spaces to make it stand out even more. I mean that just kind of seems silly to me and I've never heard a good argument for the extra spaces. I will 
welcome an argument if another reader would like or listener i'm sorry would like to write in to tell me i just don't like when things are so touching each other i'm with you i admittedly have had him touching and then i did a space and i went back and forth just wasting massive amounts of time because (laughs) there's no in between yeah. What about hyphen hyphen? Isn't that a style thing? Isn't Huffington Post that, or somebody yeah, doing so that Huffington now? Yeah, so the Huffington Post right? does hyphen hyphen in just replace to be cool. of an M dash. Yeah, yeah, to be their M dash. I don't. Okay. I don't get that. I don't Is that know an why. Affront to you? Yeah, I mean it's Listen, offensive. I don't. I just don't like that letter long line letter. That's just too much text all in a row. From so you like the spaces? I like spaces. I miss really all the time. I don't know, man. You got right. to fall in line, man. Join or die. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the case of M dashes, then yeah, like all all the time. I it's it's too it's too much of a big old block of text for me. It's like a word, and then the whole space okay. of an M, and then another word. Well, you're right. I see that sometimes, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I love the M dash. So I don't. Yeah, know and what I'm, to not do. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm most definitely wrong. No, just, I don't think so. I think it's a matter of opinion and style. So just saying what I like. Um, speaking of style, I was recently having a conversation about double spaces after periods, and oh that my people God. still do that. My dad, which also hurts my eyes. He also signs his text messages, "Love, Dad." So <laughs> he's not. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say double spaces between sentences? Yeah. So my father also obviously does that. Yeah. But I work Anybody, with my father, obviously. and I edit his emails, <laughs> yeah. and I and anything he writes, and yeah. I go through every single one and delete every single space because it kills me. Yeah. I don't understand how people are still doing this. Well, you grew up doing it. So did I. Yeah. No, like, no, but like add twenty years of doing it all. You know, the whole time without anyone telling you. Not I to also do it. don't think that's like. Yeah, I don't think anybody's been like you. You're supposed to stop doing. Yeah, that. me. I'm like, Dad, stop doing this. I'm just a big <laughs> asshole for saying that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm not stopping anything. It's. I'm, I'm old. It hurts my eyes. It's yeah. the worst. I actually can't even take whatever the text says seriously, or you know, I mean, the copy that's there that I'm reading, if it's for work or pleasure. I can't even take take it seriously. I don't believe the person. I question everything that they're saying because they're wow. using two spaces after a period. Good marketing tip, though, for those folks to not do that. Yeah. I think I feel the same way, although you're probably different than most. But, yeah, interesting. No, but uh, it was fine up until someone said it's not fine anymore. Well, like right? computers. I mean, like with it was computers. For typewriters. It was for typewriters. For typewriters, yeah. yeah. I mean, a good thing I think that's gotten people away How from about, it. How um, about every episode we talk about typewriters? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wedding good. decor. Hmm. Um, right. I think a. I don't know if this is helping or hurting our cause, but the fact that on iPhones you do the double tap, mm. the double space to make a period, yeah. in your text messages or your emails. I don't yeah. know if that's like just reinforcing my that parents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, reinforcing the bad habits, or if it's saying, "Listen, even though you're doing it, we're not even letting you do the extra space. <laughs> no, we're still only giving you one space." Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Linda, do you watch The Bachelor? I do not, but I know that you do, and I support right. you. Okay, do you know that everybody on The Bachelor is stupid? I assumed. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, 
I don't watch it a lot, but I do watch it sometimes. I like it's like a lot of times it's my background TV if I have work to do because you know obviously don't have to pay any attention to it, um, and it's just noises and pretty faces and it's beautiful scenery and like it's like I, you know <laughs> so inspirational, yeah, aspirational if you will. Oh yeah, it's what you're striving towards while you're working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a disgusting trend on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I don't want to just throw the ladies under the bus. The men do it too. Where when they have their talking heads and they're one-on-one to the producer and they're being interviewed. Mm-hmm. The, for instance, the man this season is named Ben. So the mm-hmm. lady will be like, Ben and I's relationship is progressing oh my God. at a level I never thought was imaginable. I want to throw up. And everybody, and it's like, you know, they're trying so hard to sound smart because why else would you say, and eyes? Like, I feel like people, oh, people use that way too much because they're trying not to sound dumb, but it makes them sound really dumb. If you're in the know. If you're in the new. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like and I is like a pretty not common thing. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Anyway, what? people say it all the time. Really? I try so, to talk and to people, conversely, but. the dudes do it too. I can't remember a recent bachelorette's name, but they would be like, Linda and I's connection is so strong that I don't think anybody here has such a strong connection. And they all talk like that. And it's really gross. And I wish that the producers would make it stop. I don't know why they don't actually, and maybe that should be a disqualifier. You know what? It's kind of irresponsible because young people watch that show, right? So they're it poisoning like America, showing them all smoking. You're not allowed to do that. That's a good point. They're really harming our future. Does mm-hmm. grammar, bad grammar, cause cancer? It could. Is that what you're saying? I think it could. Cancer we don't know. Of the mind. We don't Nobody's know. Ever every... taking a study out on that. Yeah, it hasn't been disproven. So until yeah. proven not guilty, they've never. Yes. But it's offensive. They've but never studied offensive. Linda and I's grammar. <laughs> so for those of you confused, uh, mm. maybe you should sign up for the Bachelor. But also just know that you, you really just got to turn it on. You have to sign up for it. Sign up. <laughs> sign no, up. she's saying if no you're membership. confused on how to talk about this, you should be on the Bachelor because yeah. oh, sign up to be on it. I think I just watch it. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure there's no criteria to watch The Bachelor. But uh, yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you should be saying my. I apostrophe S is not a thing. Wait, so, so if Ben I was and talk- my's date is going... <laughs> no. How, is it, how does it work? Ben and my relationship. Ben and my relationship mm-hmm. is Or wonderful. you know what you should say, which is so much clearer? Our, Our relationship. Uh, because guess what? There's only one effing dude there <laughs> nobody's confused when you say our relationship they're like who is our it's yeah. you and the one goddamn guy <laughs> uh, so I have a current ish <laughs> as we like to discuss yeah this is from Columbia Journalism Review mm-hmm. which is like super serious very smart written by Meryl Perlman do you know what she used to do something important based on her name yeah. She ran the copy desk at the New York Times for 25 years. Oh, my God. So she's basically your hero slash mentor slash idol. Idol slash my creator. S- single white female goals. Yeah. All right. So Meryl Perlman writes for the Columbia Journalism Review a lot. And she writes a lot about 
the way that we talk today and changes in communication. So this is, again, like I said, from December 2015, she says, language changes, we're fond of saying. Sometimes it changes before our very eyes, as it has with three sensitive and socially conscious terms dealing with gender. Hmm. So this is about that old debate of the they, their Mm. singular pronoun. Mm. So back in December, the Washington Post decided to allow they and their to be used as a singular pronoun in place of he, she, him, her, his, hers. Uh, They were following suit of other major publications who had made this leap to avoid that super awkward slash. Yeah, his slash her, he slash she, or just assigning a he or a she, which is so awkward. Yeah. Well, that's the most awkward. But I completely, I am pro they, their yes. pronoun for singular. Because cheers to that. Cheers to that indeed. Here we go. Cling. If plastic we glasses. If we Sorry, guys. Out of plastic glass. Um, that I just think would solve so many problems. The he slash she is so distracting. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone gets anything out of it that they wouldn't get out of day um as long as you're and this is you'll hear me repeat time and time again as long as you're clear as long Mm -hmm. as it's not confusing for your reader if they could possibly be like wait who they are you talking about she could possibly be like who are you talking about look i just did it you do it in your natural life and that's why i don't know why it's such an issue yeah um it will be normal soon i will say thank the grammar gods that we don't have some of the issues that other languages do where everything oh. is a gender god like i would oh very interesting i mean like spa- oh like the romance languages i guess like i don't yeah. know enough about all all different languages but like yeah. everything has a gender and i just think that's a sort of tough to deal limiting with. right it's limiting and and it's it's just like a lot to remember i guess but i was in Portugal, and I remember the way you said thank you, obrigada or obrigado. I'm not saying it right, but like you said it a certain way based on if you you are no. Okay, so that's what I thought at first. A lot of people thought I was probably a little crazy because I would say it. Wait, I think this is how it was. I think you're supposed to say it based on your own gender. Like I thank you. I thank you. So. I am a woman and I'm saying it with an A at the end. Interesting. Um, I kept changing it based on who I was talking to, which was not the way to do it. So I misinterpreted right, right. how it was gender specific. confused Portuguese people. I, I confused people. And especially because I was saying, I'm on my honeymoon. Obrigado. Like, you yeah, know, they yeah. maybe thought I was like transgender and I was, you know, whatever it was. But like, yeah. um, I... I just think, you know, keeping gender out of language yes. sometimes yes. is is worth yeah. doing. So so Bill Walsh, who's the Washington Post style guru. I love Bill Walsh. I follow so, him on Twitter. So he uh he said that <laughs> he comes to my my conference. Go ahead. Sorry. So he was I I guess one of the people behind this decision of the they there and he said um This decision came not because so many people already use they in a situation 
but because of the increasing visibility of gender-neutral people. And these are people who either don't identify themselves as male or female or don't want to be identified as such by anyone talking about them. And to, like, just anecdotally, I I mean, I totally agree with Bill Walsh. Linda just pulled up his Twitter profile. He's so great. Um, But even just sometimes when I'm on the computer and I'm filling something out and if gender is not a qualified, if not a required field, or if it is, and the option for I choose not to answer is available. Sometimes I choose that. And it's not because like I fully identify as female and that's my sex, my gender, my everything. But like, I don't, I'm, there's no, I'm not wavering on that. But sometimes I'm just kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. Why should that, why do I have to answer that matter to the next part of this process to me buying pants or (laughs) to me answering your survey or to, I mean, I get, I do get why it matters. Marketing wise, but I'm also kind of like, screw you. Like male, female is, I feel like evolving into something a little bit more and I'm going to choose other, or I'm going to choose. I choose not to answer because I'm wild like that. I support you. Thank you. Uh, I'm really not the one that needs support. It's the actual people. Yeah, right. It's the actual people who that, need it. That, that we're doing, that that not we are, but that, that this is happening in respect to, and I'm glad that it is happening. Um, so Walsh goes on, simply, al- simply allowing they for a gender non-conforming person is a no-brainer. Once we've done it, why not allow it for the most awkward of those he or she situations that have troubled us, meaning writers, for so many years? Um, the post does not require they to be used, but allows it when rewriting a sentence to avoid a gendered pronoun, which would be too awkward. Um, so I wish you could see my face right now, listeners, because like this is pure poetry to me. Bill Walsh is he is a realist. He understands language as a like real form of communication he is not a stickler of no the rules are this and we're not going to adapt like what he's saying is this is a no-brainer and that's a perfect way to say it if if there's a need in your communication for something then we are going to allow for it like that just makes sense and he's saying the he she thing was always annoying and yeah we don't have to do it and sometimes it makes more sense to just use yeah. They, there, whatever. I feel like I was in an anthropological study one time when I was at a Hoy's Five and Dime in, at the Jersey Shore, <laughs> walking down the, the aisles. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, that's how when it you time traveled. Yeah. When I time traveled, I went to a Hoy's Five and Dime in Ocean City, New Jersey. And I forget what I was looking for, something stupid, but. I went down um, aisles that were named boys' toys mm-hmm. and girls' toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't even get into where the apostrophes were, but just the fact, <laughs> just the fact that these two aisles were called that so outrightly. Yeah. And I know that toy stores still do that. Yeah. Like, it's obvious I've that all the boys... I've been in that same toy store, and yeah. I've picked out baby bottles from the girls' toys aisle. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, she's so great. Um, 
I just thought it was so funny. I actually like took a picture of it because I was like, where do you see this? You see it happen, but they don't call it out. Like, here's for the boys yeah, yeah. and here's for the girls yeah. like the store did. I mean, it's they obvious also, by packaging and whatever that yeah. that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is also the same store. I don't even think they have a cash register. Like they were doing it by like calculator and or like writing it on a p- pad and paper. But I mean, the, the identifying of of gender is you know an issue. To it's it probably always been an issue, not one that everyone has been super aware of, but today more than ever before. And it's just like any time that you can, um, you know, be sensitive to that as. As Bill Walsh says, it's a no-brainer. It's a so, no-brainer. Like, don't, thank you, Bill. Don't assume somebody's straight. Don't assume somebody's gay. Don't assume somebody identifies a certain way. Just leave it up to them, I think, is appropriate. Um, and that's what people are doing more and more. Even um, the New York Times has used MX big M little X period as a courtesy title for someone who did not want to be identified with a gendered pronoun. It's not, they don't do it all the time. It's like a one-off thing. Uh, Instead of Mr. or Miss or Mrs. You mean? Exactly. Because they still do. If they're writing a story about Morgan Obadowski, they say Morgan Obadowski, blah, 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 blah. Miss Obadowski something. Yes. yes. And and second reference. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So they're a, they're big fans of the use of the last name and the Mr. Mrs. So or Ms. So they've done MX, um, which I think is a great idea. And it make it just makes sense. And just adapt to the times, adapt to your audience, as we're saying. Um, usage is so this is from the New York Times style guru, Philip B. Corbett. Do you follow him? I don't. Maybe I should put him on your list. All right. So he says that the use of MX was an exception, not a rule, and noted that in referring to people who don't identify as male or female, I think usage is still evolving, and there is not one settled or widely recognized set of guidelines. Uh, Oh my God, it takes me back to a horrible time when I was uh, wedding planning (laughs) Uh, and having to address... A low point in your life. Yeah, elope. That's That's my main advice. That's my grammar advice today, elope. Um... When I was having to figure out how to address all of the invitations, oh my gosh, like my feminist disposition and my way to do this right sort of need that kicks in when you are in a wedding for some reason, you're like, oh, well, what does, like, Miss Manners say or, like, whatever. Mm, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so frustrating. Um, You should have seen some of these address labels look like paragraphs (laughs) with all the hyphenation (laughs) and keeping people's names separate and, you know, definitely if we're saying the man's name, we are also saying the woman's name. And, you know, all of that it was just so funny because I was being so particular. And, you know, when you talk to other people, like my mother or something or whoever it would be, someone who was older maybe than us, just kind of like, why do you care so much? It's like because yeah, yeah. I, 
I care how I'm treating people through the way I'm addressing them, literally the way I'm addressing them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, if I say, I mean, you guys were almost easy for me because your names, your last names are different. Right. So your names are different. So it's, you know, that's easier even to me than people who keep their names the same, which is so funny because for my mom, it seems she was like, oh, it's harder when people keep their, when people don't change, when women don't change their last name, you know, and whatever I could, she was talking about addressing specifically. She wasn't talking about people changing their last names, but I sort of disagreed. I thought that it was actually harder when people did change their last names. And I was like, wait, what do I do with them? It's like, Mr. And Mrs. Yeah. First name and first name, yeah. last name. Like, yeah. that's what I was doing. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people would just be like, Mr. and Mrs. Man's name. Yeah, but I was doing first name. You were so doing- I think the way you're like supposed to do it according to like etiquette mm-hmm. is like Mr. and Mrs. man's first name, man's last name. Of course, I was mm-hmm. not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I so I was like, okay, my my compromise here is that I will do the man's first name, but I'm also going to do the woman's first name. <laughs> so okay. imagine how much longer that made everything. So it was like yeah, Mr. and Mrs. man's first name. And woman's, woman's first, first name, name and last joint name. last name. Okay. Yeah. Unless they had different last names, in which case it was, you know, I would just write them separately. Um, and there was some like that were, you know, everyone's hyphenated. I mean, it was just like really funny yeah. sort of to do and like the worst. Yeah. And I wish I could just send an email to everyone to come to my wedding. <laughs> so that's really what it should be. I said you were going to be like the guy who was in the first episode of Golden Girls and never came back. Is that really a thing? Yeah, there was a there was a guy. It was their housekeeper or something. Was in the first episode of the really? Golden Girls, never came back again, and never spoken of. Basically, he probably didn't test well. Gay guy, first of all. Golden mm. Girls was so Ooh, ahead, ahead of its time. time. Mm. I can't even. Mm. I mean, Morgan and I could have a podcast just on the Golden Girls. Morgan knows my mind was blown when and. Empty Nest showed up at the Golden Girls when the that's my favorite thing in, in the world. He loves is to when talk about TV that shows and sitcoms cross yeah. over right. into two worlds, and it's like for a split second you go, "Wait, it's real!" Yeah, and it's amazing. No, that that was great. And wow. uh, is that Harry, Doctor Harry? Is that wow. his name? I want to look up Maybe. the dude from the pilot of the Golden Girls. That's amazing. Yeah, so he was like their housekeeper, Punch cook, or something like that. I think he had an accent, but a Hmm. Um, he was definitely gay and you know like was in their business like you know you would imagine but it was basically ahead of its time and I think Golden Girls was edgy enough considering you know its content but I think the fact that it was like for older women when the fifth Golden Girl was a man named Coco in the Atlantic from just last year can I even tell you what Brian Google searched to find that? <laughs> I was gonna tell me the terms. Keywords. Do you want me to go back? I was gonna actually say it. Go back. Like there are so many better <laughs> word choices. Golden Girls first episode, gay guy. <laughs> I'm just doing it as you were saying it. I'm like, how about like Golden Girls pilot 
man <laughs> like who was housekeeper the... oh, Johnny yeah. get specific his name was oh, Coco and he was a cook and he was gay guy. and he worked for Dorothy Blanche and Rose and they're bewickered is that is that a word? B hyphen wickered. Yes, Miami yes. Ranch House. Yes, perfect as a kind use of, of a hyphen. Friend no? hyphen perfect slash use. hyphen manservant. Wait, I love that, wicker guys. Hold on, hold on. Friend hyphen. Oh, they did friend, friend. hyphen slash hyphen manservant. But Interesting. Could they have not as easily slash. done friend actual slash manservant? I've never Instead seen of, hyphen slash hyphen. They wrote out the word slash. Oh, that's interesting. I guess they did that for effect or something to be like... Yeah, because people like to say dancer slash singer slash like, that's choreographer. Atlantic. Does that that's mean like I, uh, I sometimes write out sad face or something mm. instead of actually doing the emoji for sad face. Yeah, yeah. Or happy tears yeah. or something. So there's nothing wrong with actually saying friend, hi- friend literal slash manservant. No, there's that's totally I mean, normal. manservant, maybe some there people have an issue with. There are a lot of and a lot of M-dashes in this article. Yeah. You know N-dashes. Yes. Do they put point. spaces around their M-dash? No, no. absolutely they don't. not. Okay. Wait, show me one. Show me one. Okay, Coco. Boom, boom, boom. Dash, the fancy man in the kitchen. That was in quotes. Oh, cute. Don't worry. The fancy man in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Uh, do you want to take another listener question? Oh, God. I would love to take another listener question. All right. It's going to take a minute because I want to find out where said listener is from. So I'm doing a little quick, a little click thrill. Hmm. Ew, what is that picture? Okay. So this question comes from Brenna. Hi, Brenna. Ottawa. Ontario. Oh my god, Canada. we have such a international audience. We're basically worldwide. Okay. So Brenna wants to know when you're speaking one language but using a word and she's she specifies a city name or country, but I'm gonna broaden it. Word. From another language is it pretentious to pronounce it in the appropriate language? Yeah. So she's saying, like, last summer we were in... It's pretentious to ask that question. <laughs> last summer Not we true. went to Paris. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we ate croissants. <sighs> so, okay. I mean, the obvious answer is yes, it's pretentious. I think it also depends on what <laughs> it is that you're pronouncing. So, like... <sighs> You're right, Morgan. The obvious answer <laughs> is that yes, it's pretentious because I can't even think. But it's like bruschetta. Like oh. <laughs> there are people. So like bruschetta is something that people say. Is that how you say it in Italian? I mean, they probably say much better than that. Even like that bruschetta. Like you know whatever. Yeah. But like I, I, I do. I. I mean. People say it that way in in America, and and that's fine. I mean, it's obvious that that's not how we say it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is total opinion. Like, this is so subjective yeah. that, like, of course, um, you're going to so be... When, so, tell me where you're going in Italy, but do 
the Italian names for the cities. Roma. <laughs> Firenze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I really went around telling people that that's where I was going in Italy. So for we were flying into Roma. <laughs> yeah. And then we will be renting a car and drive to Firenze. <laughs> And from there, we will be uh, spending the last few days at Chicken Sale. <laughs> yeah. I also sound like, I don't know, weirdly angry when I say, when I say Italian names. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. But it's like, um, you know, this is like, all, like, read your audience. I mean, this is like the, this is the key for the anything epitome, you ever do. The epitome of. For anything in life. Don't is, be a D-bag. Don't be a D-bag. <laughs> like, just... Does someone want to hear you say bruschetta, or do they want to hear you say bruschetta? Like, I mean, obviously you like, know which way I'm falling. Look around and be like, is everybody here a D bag? <laughs> and sometimes you might say, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, they are. Someone would Perfect. come up to you and Perfect time for me to practice my Italiano. <laughs> Exactly. You just gotta read the room and if, and if the room is telling you to say bruschetta, get the fuck out. <laughs> Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or whatever you use on your Android because you're people too. And also give a good review. Thank you. And tell all your friends about it because they're people too. And they probably need to learn how to talk better and I'm the one to teach them bye do you know that if you're using IE you should be listening you do not use in you don't end with an ETC it's either or right uh that's a yes yeah I recently all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's start from the top. We're talking E T C I E E G. Let's <laughs> clear, clear, clear. Too drunk. Drink, drink, drunk. Too drunk. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Too close to, too close to the mic. I, nope, 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 nope. That's part of the process. Okay, process. and go. This has been a riveting production.